0: Hello, this is Alex Morales joining you live from Powell, Tennessee at the Crown College of the Bible. I do hope that you're having a wonderful day today, and I pray that the truths that I share with you from the Word of God, that they just won't be good to you, but life-changing. You see, everyone around us is looking somewhere to find truth, looking somewhere to find hope. Well, friend, I'm so grateful to God that you joined this podcast today, Looking Unto Jesus, because Jesus Christ is the only place to look to that you'll find everything you need in Him. And if you would please take the Word of God with me and turn with me to Acts chapter number two. Acts chapter number two. And as you turn there, i just like to say this that in today's world, there are many people who think that they don't need to go to church, that they don't need the Word of God, uh, they don't need prayer. And I'd like to encourage you today, what the scripture encourages in this passage of the scripture, to continue steadfastly in these things. Because friend, it is important as a believer that we understand that we are to continue. Because in the Christian life, the Christian life never ends. It started when you were born again, and it goes into eternity when we see Jesus face to face. And as we look at Acts chapter 2, we'll begin reading in verse 41. The Word of God says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and had all things common. And then let's continue reading down in verse 45. The Bible says, And they sold sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they, continuing daily, with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved." And I want you to notice this expression found in verse 42, and I want you to underline it. They continued steadfastly. And then it says in, and then it begins to list off. What did they continue steadfastly in? Well, the first thing it says they continued steadfastly in is the apostles' doctrine. What is doctrine? Well, doctrine is what we believe and what we teach. And I just like to say this. That doctrine is not some idea or one verse that you picked out and you said, well, I'm going to believe and teach this. Friend, doctrine is from the entire word of God. It flows with scripture. It does not contradict with other scripture. And many false cults, many false teachers, they do this. And they'll even encourage some people, don't read your Bible. I remember growing up and uh, attending um, some of these churches and they would say, oh, uh, you know, we want to encourage you to stay away from the word of God. Why do they do that? Because they knew they know that the truth of the word of God, as Jesus said, will set you free. And many people say, well, I have doctrine. And they believe they believe anything, and they say, "Well, I have doctrines. We uh, we believe in many doctrines or different things." Well, I want to tell you that in in the Word of God it says that with the word doctrines plural, that is doctrines of devils, because you believe many things, and in some the, some people find it outside the Word of God, or they make an idea. Well, friend, I want to encourage you today: believe in the Word of God and a true doctrine singular, because doctrine is based from the Word of God, and the rest is Scripture. For instance, here's some doctrine. uh, We believe, I believe this about the doctrine of the Word of God, bibliology. And as I believe in the doctrine of the Word of God, I believe that the Bible is infallible, it's perfect, and it's preserved. It's the preserved Word of God. And then I believe in the doctrine of Christ. He's not only the son of God, I believe also that he he never ceased to be God. And because of that, when he died on the cross to pay for our sin, he was buried and he rose again from the dead. And uh, we see theology, the doctrine of God. I believe that uh, God is, um, is eternal. That God is a, is three in one. He's, uh, he, he's, he's God. And I believe that he's not only God, but he's, there's God, there's God, the son and God, the Holy spirit. I believe in pneumatology, the doctrine of the Holy spirit, the Holy spirit doesn't come down and make you start going crazy. The Holy spirit allows us to live the Christian life and empowers us to do it. And he helps us. And he's called the comforter. He's called, he helps us in the fruit of the spirit have temperance self-control. Friend, I want to tell you today, we need the word of God and we need to get back to the Bible and doctrine. You see cuz and also uh not only do we see that they continued um uh, Steadfastly, but Paul even encourages this. He says in Second Timothy three fourteen through 17, he says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto a salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You want to see a church die, friend? Get away from the word of God. And that's exactly why so many churches, they go astray, because they think they can continue without the Bible. Friend, I want to tell you today, we need the Lord. We need the word of God. And we need to stay true to it because the Bible says in 1 Timothy 4, one, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And friend, whoever you are, whatever church you're in, I want to tell you this, to continue steadfastly in the, in the doctrine of the Word of God and what the Bible teaches. Not your experiences, not uh, what you think, but the Word of God. And now, uh, not only do we see they continued steadfastly in the doctrine, but they continued steadfastly in fellowship. Look at verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. We see, when we see fellowship, we need to understand it's about believers gathering together. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Friend, we need each other. Many Christians say, well, I can worship God on my own. I can go on a boat and I can fish and that's how I worship God. Well, friend, I'm gonna tell you this, that's not worshiping God. God determines how we worship Him, not how we worship, how we want it in our style, and our preference. Well, what does God have to say about that? You see, because the church is not a building. It's a, it's a group of people who voluntarily join themselves together to carry out the Great Commission. And the church isn't supposed to be attracting the lost. We're supposed to go and win them to the Lord Jesus Christ. And because we need each other, friend, we need to have that love, prayers, corporate worship, joy, comfort, guidance, preaching and teaching of the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And working together as one body. Friend, we need each other. And they realize that too. And not only do we see that they continued steadfastly in fellowship, but they continued steadfastly in the breaking of bread. And when I say breaking of bread, I mean the Lord's Supper. But I want you to see how there there's two ordinances mentioned here. Verse 41 says that they that gladly received his word were baptized. First ordinance, baptism. Baptism is not for salvation. Baptism is a picture of your salvation of what happened when Jesus died on the cross. He was buried and he rose again, and you walk in newness of life. And then you go down in verse forty-two, and he talks about the breaking of bread, and the Lord's Supper. And the Bible and the Bible explains itself of what the Lord's Supper is. In First Corinthians eleven twenty-three through thirty, the Bible says, "For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus the same night." which he was betrayed, took bread. Verse 24 and chapter 11 in 1 Corinthians. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But a let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the, bo- the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and sickly among you, and many sleep. And friend, I want to tell you this, is that in order to take of the Lord's Supper, you, first of all, in verse 41, it says, Then they that gladly received his word. You got to be born again. Who, who took of this supper? You got to think about it. His disciples were in the upper room and those who are, who are believers, who have placed their faith in Christ. Friend, I want to tell you this today, that you need to be born again in order to be able to take of this. And not only that, uh, but you need to be baptized um, because baptism is a picture of our obedience to him. If you're If you're disobedient to God and you haven't taken that next step, I want to encourage you, take the next step and follow the Lord in baptism. Maybe you made a profession of faith because you were doubting your salvation, and you're, you're nervous that everybody's going to say, man, I thought um, he was already saved a long time ago. Friend, I promise you, we're going to rejoice with you. Make that decision. Follow the Lord in obedience. And then self-examination of sin in your heart. Verse 27 says, wherefore, and 1 Corinthians 11, verse 27, wherefore, whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. And friend, those Corinthians, they definitely were doing that. And I wanna tell you today, do not come and try to take of the Lord's Supper while you live in sin. Friend, confess your sin. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Friend, come to the Lord Jesus Christ and be cleansed. And then, last of all, the Bible says that they continued steadfastly in prayer. Look at verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. First Thessalonians five seventeen says, Pray without ceasing. As a body of believers, I believe that the greatest loss in the local church today is not the works of the church, but I believe the greatest loss today of the local New Testament church is prayer. Because we look how many times in Revelation it was lifted it was listed off about how um, Look how many times in Revelation you saw how he said, I know thy works. Yeah, he knows your works, but look what he says after that. Thou hast left thy first love. Friend, it's not what we can do for God. It's how much we love God and we pursue him. And we work together as a body to strive to be more like his dear son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and I just wanna tell you today is that we need to join together in prayer I think it's amazing how Jesus, he taught his disciples to pray. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, when you start your prayer and the model prayer, he says, Father, Friend, the Bible says in Hebrews 4, 16, let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For we need to come to God in prayer today as a church in one accord, praying to our Father, and believe in God again, that he can hear and answer our prayers. And I just also wanna say this, is that we need to learn to have fellowship with him, not just praying as a church, but even individually, because for in our prayer life. You see, no man is greater than his prayer life. We need prayer in our life, personally. And i just like to say this, that if you've never been born again, I wanna tell you that Jesus Christ, he died for your sins. He died for every sin you've ever committed. You say, Brother Alex, I mean, I'm not worthy of it. Do you know what I've done? I want to tell you, look at what he's done. He died for your sins. He paid it all. He was buried and he rose again from the dead victoriously and he forever lives. And friend, if you'll come to him by faith, asking him into your heart and saving your soul and repenting of your sin, realizing how much of a sinner you are, but man, look at the grace of God and what he's already done for you. Then friend, He said that He'll turn, your though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be made as white as wool. Friend, come to Jesus Christ today. I just wanted to thank you so much for listening on Looking Into Jesus podcast today. I hope that you have a great day. And please continue to pray as God continues to lay on my heart to bring forth the Word of God to continue to see Jesus Christ through His Word.